What's going on, guys? We're back for another episode of Dudes Talking Football. I'm your host, Joe White, my co-host, Ben Gutkowski. Your what is going on, everyone? And our special guest this week, we have Martin Crow. Uh, you're three in the league for the guys. Yes. Hello, listeners. How you doing? Um, so last week on our bets, W actually missing a five-team parlay by one game, and it was the bias bet on the New York Giants should have taken the Falcons. That kid is sharp. Let me tell you what. He is a sharp. He is actually a good sports better. So we're going to go right away with our bets. This week I got Joe Mixon to score a touchdown here on Thursday Night Football. The Jaguars are an awful team. I expect the Bengals to get at least three to four touchdowns in this one. Mixon's been racking up a lot of touches. He has almost, I think, almost 22 to 25 touches a game this year. So I expect him to find the end zone at least once here tonight. Yeah, you know, without a doubt, that Bengals offense is finally clicking. I believe I bet them to make the playoffs last year. Hey, I was a year too early because they're doing it this year. That team's legit, Joe. I like it. Joe Burrow is the man. So for my bet, I'm going with Cowboys-Panthers under 51.5. So not many people realize this. Panthers run defense on track to be the best run defense ever by close to 300 yards and while playing an extra game. It's absolutely ridiculous what they're going on right now. And the pass defense is even better. This can be a low-scoring game. Take the under 40 if you want. I'm taking under 51 and a half. That's crazy because I think Matt Rule's really not working with much. I mean, he has yeah. some good players, but he I mean, they, he started with nothing when it's he It's all came about there. the nose tackle, Joe. All about the nose tackle. Derek, Derek Brown. Who's the, who's the chin guy? Jeremy Chin. Jeremy oh, Chin. Yeah, he's, he's good too. Jeremy Eagles, right. Eagles should have got him, but we'll ignore that. Hey, we'll move on. Uh, I'll move on, and I'll do the first college bet of the week. I got a little teaser here, so you got to listen up, all right? Mm. You got, uh, we got the Oregon Ducks against Stanford to tease them down to minus 2.5. Michigan plus 8.5 plus against Wisconsin after, I don't even know Wisconsin knew they had a game last week. Give, give me Michigan outright, and, too. I, literally outright. They're, I don't know how they're underdogs. Wisconsin sucks. We all hate Notre Dame. Fuck them. And then Kansas State plus 16.5 versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma's been about as fraudulent as a top-five team could be this year, mm-hmm. just squeaking out wins. And I think Kansas State is solid, and 16.5 points at home for a team that's beat better Oklahoma teams in the past. Is yeah, Oklahoma is not looking good this year. Although college football kind of looks like – I mean, it seems like it's a two-headed race with Alabama and Georgia, but I think it's anyone's game this year. I really wanted to look into the Bama Ole Miss over, and I saw it was at 80, and I was like, that is just – that's just too hot. That's too much. Like, that's one of those no matter how much you're scoring – like, you're still like, we need more. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. My next bet, I have Dolphins minus one and a half. Even though Jacoby Brissett's starting, Brian Flores is a great coach, and I think the Colts are a terrible team. I don't know what it is this year. Ben will tell you it's Carson Wentz. Whatever it is, they can't figure out their run game either, though. I don't know what it is with the Colts this year. Their defense is getting shredded. I like the Dolphins here at minus one and a half, and you might even think this is a weird line alert with the Dolphins being... Favored with a backup quarterback. Jacoby Brissett. Revenge game. Yeah. He's elite. Oh, revenge game. (laughs) He's elite. He's going to go off. He's due. You know, I love that. I think the Colts are complete losers this year. Mm -hmm. I think Carson Wentz should have retired five years ago. After he plays 70% of the snaps and makes playoffs. Yes, naturally. Or just plays 75% of the snaps. Or Jalen becomes the next Patrick Mahomes. Okay. That works too, right? Yeah, that works. Okay, that works too. But yeah, I think Dolphins win this one by 10, so you're making out like a bandit with that one and a half line. I'm taking Washington football team minus one and a half. This line opened up about plus two for them. Um, The Sharps just moved this one because it's very obvious what's going to happen. The Eagles shredded that Falcons offensive line. What do you think Washington's going to do? Oh, kill them. 
The Eagles, wait, who did the Falcons play last night? Um, they played the Giants. The Giants. 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 Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Falcons are not a very good team. I don't know. They 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 sneaked one out against the Giants. Yeah, They're barely. I, red team. The whole time I was watching that game, I just felt like the Giants were winning, and then all of a sudden the Falcons won. Yeah, but, Falcons pulled one out. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so last week we saw one Penn State tight end get in the end zone for the Steelers. This week I think another one will and Mike Kosecki. Mike Kosecki touchdown. I don't. I didn't see any of his other lines up, but I love all Mike Kosecki. Gasecki, not exactly sure. Gasecki, Gasecki, I love him all this week. Jacoby Reset, I saw some ridiculous stat that says his like target share to tight ends is like one of the most absurd ever. Yeah, I have Gasecki in another league. First two weeks he didn't do anything. Last week he had about fourteen targets. He had fourteen targets, and I think the first week he had two, and the second week he had six. Reset just loves a tight end and. I think I'll find the end zone this week. Yeah. So my last bet is going to be Lions plus three. I like them outright, but give me the points. <laughs> Lions plus three against the Bears. Bears offense. I don't know what that is last week. I think Justin Fields is starting again this week. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Matt Nagy gave up play calling, I heard. I don't know if it's true. It really doesn't matter. The Bears are terrible, and the Lions have been playing teams tough. I mean, they got blown out in the second half by the Packers, but the Lions have been playing people tough. I think this is the week they do it. Lions plus three. Yeah, you know, I was very surprised. Let me rephrase that. Very happily surprised uh, about the Lions' performance last week against the Ravens. I thought they were going to get blown out. That was a complete shocker to me. Mm-hmm. However, I'm contrarian to that pick. I'm taking Bears minus three. Oh. Now that Nagy's finally given up the play calling, what happened last time he did? That offense was explosive. They had life. There was lights everywhere, fireworks. It was amazing. I think they win this one by 10. I'm taking a minus three, though. Wait, so he gave it up before, and then he took it back. Yes, gave it up. And very now, successful. Took it back. Now he's giving it back again. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, this might seem like a shocker one to you, but I really like the Cardinals this week, plus four and a half against what seems like the hot, the, hot, the greatest show on turf, reincarnated, in the Rams. I just think, looking back to last week, the Rams are, that was their regular season Super Bowl, I would say, last week. And then the Cardinals, everyone thought they were going to lose to the Jags at some point last week, mm-hmm. and then they put it together. They scored, I think, three or four touchdowns unanswered. I think the Cardinals, I don't know, this line, I wish it was a couple points higher, but I'll take the Cardinals at plus four and a half. Kyler works his magic, man. And he does. And is this another situation where Rams, Chiefs did it last year, blow the Bucks out in the regular season, they play again in the postseason, Tom Brady comes back, beats their ass in the postseason. It would make for a great NFL Films uh, series, let me tell you. Yeah. It seems like Brady does that every year. A lot of people are taking Rams <laughs> Super Bowl bets yeah. right now, a lot of them. Yeah. So let's get to our week three takeaways, recap, you know, our thoughts from week three. I already mentioned it, straight up, Colts suck. Uh, I don't know what other way to say it. They can't run the ball. I don't know what, like, what the issue is going on here. Their defense is terrible. I don't know when they're going to win their first game, and it's not going to be this week against the Dolphins. I already said it. They're, I don't know what the issue is. Yeah, you know, the Colts, you look at them, you see them trotting out a quarterback with two sprained ankles, and I, you have to just question the the complacency in that front office. Like they're just going through the motions, not a care in the world, and it's disgusting. If I'm being quite Looking honest, more with and you. more, if the Eagles get that first round pick, they probably win that trade. Oh, it's gonna be tasty if they <laughs> it's looking win. Looking like it. So for mine, I'm going with Matt Nagy. Should have had his walking papers years ago. Mm. Now I can admit. When he came to Chicago, I thought he was going to be the next Andy Reid. I was expecting very big things for Trey Burton and a bunch of other guys. It just didn't happen. The experiment is over. It has failed. They need to move on and find someone that can win them games with this defense while they still have pieces to it. Yeah, Matt Nagy. (laughs) 
He's just a walking meme. Yeah, he, honestly, he, honestly. He, he people, really, are, people are saying he, like, threw, like, he, like, ruined Justin Fields last week just to, like, try and prove a point that, like, Andy Dalton should be starting. Just because, yeah, I, <laughs> I did see that. And I, conspiracy theory, that could be true. That could be true. Many are saying he's the next case. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> All right, my week three takeaway is Kirk Cousins is, like, Kirk Cousins is that guy. I'm, I, I, I'm a big, I'm turning into a big Kirk Cousins guy. I think he's one of the most underappreciated, under rated quarterbacks players in the league as a whole the vikings one and two you're like oh they stink but i mean he's played three good quarterbacks he's played burrow kyler and russ last week and he Mm -hmm. i think he's outplayed all three of them each of his games he hasn't thrown a pick he's been playing really well last week without dalvin cook their best player best offensive player i guess top five in passing yards yeah top five in passing yards. he just he does his thing every week and people just pull off the goes under the radar is he pulling off the upset against the browns this week I like I really like both those teams, and I just I don't think I'm gonna have to put any money on Browns by twenty. <laughs> it's respectable. It's gonna be a close game. Not a Kirk Cousins fan myself, but that's fine. Uh, one more takeaway from week three I got for you. John Gruden's a good coach. I really don't think that he's working with much. People might disagree with me, but seriously, like the Raiders rebuild consisted of like five first round picks. I'm gonna be honest, they didn't come away with much. They took Cullen Farrell at like three or four overall. What has he done? Henry Ruggs, who's still trying to develop into an NFL wide receiver. Josh Jacobs, who's played one game this year. And I forget who the other two picks were. But, like, Gruden, I mean, Carr's a good quarterback. But, seriously, like, what star players does he have aside from Waller? And I don't really know. Like, Zimmy stars on defense? Like, the it's, only just, thing it's that- a young team. He's, he's not – I really don't think he's working with a lot. And they're 3-0. and So, I think, you know, people were – Pissed off his first couple years, they had a bad record, but he's a good coach. Dan alumni, I just threw that out there. Yeah. UD coaches are running the AFC West. Yeah. The only thing that saved that Farrell draft was in round four, they grabbed Crosby. Now, Crosby's been balling out so far this year. Me personally, I can't respect Gruden because of who paid him. Any guy that has that haircut by choice, <sighs> I just, I, I'm sorry. I can't respect that decision. They should, they flashed to him on the broadcast this weekend it's just like you look at the guy it's like what, what are you child what are you thinking dude <laughs> all right so alan robinson has statistically and historically had the worst three-game stretch of his career now let me tell you this guy is quarterback proof look who he's played with he's played with the absolute dog water jaguars as i'm sure you like can Boros. attest like now he is the boat let's not slander blake but I mean, that team was just terrible, and he got it done. And he's going to get it done this week, and he's going to bounce back for a huge game. I like that. I like, I like that. that. Uh, my last takeaway is that the Browns might have a running back controversy. Kareem Hunt is oh! just – I think people, like, forget how good Kareem Hunt is. If he wasn't – if he was on – he would start on, I would say, like, boldly over half the teams in the NFL. Put, me, put me down for this. If Kareem Hunt was on a separate team – and Chubb just had some random no-name backup like yeah. most of these other guys, like McCaffrey, Saquon, whatever. Uh, Chubb would be a top three pick in fantasy, like no doubt. And Kareem Hunt would probably be, if he had a backfield to himself somewhere, he'd probably be around pick 10, 11-ish. Yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. Martin, let me ask you something real quick. Let me put you on the hot seat. Uh, hot seat. Do you forgive Kareem Hunt? Uh, for what? What do you mean for what? <laughs> I think we all know for what. Do you forgive him? Uh... I mean, I don't. No one knows the whole story. The yeah, girl, the girl. Oh, there's your security camera. It was pretty clear. They don't have the volume though. There could have been some <laughs> things said there. There could have been. Oh, some so terrible it was, things okay. Said. So you you there think it was her fault? Known. Okay, you I think it was her fault? I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> we don't have the full story. No, you never know the full story. There's always some 
facts that are yeah. just flying under the radar yeah. a little bit. There's always a little something. Let's get to our week four standouts, guys. We think are going to not break out this week, but have a great week. First one is an obvious one. I'll give you an obvious one and a little bit of an underrated one. Obvious standout for me week four here, Derrick Henry. Julio Jones is going to be out. A.J. Brown's going to be out. They're playing the Jets. Derrick Henry, I think, is probably going to score at least 30 fantasy points this week. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 yards, two to three touchdowns. It's going to be bad for whoever's playing against him this week. I mean, Derrick Henry, kid's a tank. The only thing that could make it worse for his opponent this week is if it was cold. Because you cannot tackle him when it's cold. That's <laughs> no, a fact. That's absolutely true. So my standout, I touched on it last segment, just Allen Robinson. I can't stress this enough. He's due, folks. Whatever you got to do, mortgage the house, sell the kids. I don't care. Get to your bookie, play some bets on him. He's due. He's going to have a huge week, touchdown, and more than 100 yards. I'm banking on him. I love that. I'm big Allen Robinson guy, Penn, Penn State, State product. So. Uh, keeping on the Penn State roll, I mentioned him earlier. It's Mike Kosicki. I think he's just going to – I think he's just due. He had the breakout game last week. I think he finds the end zone. I think he gets over 75 yards again this week. 8 to 10 catches, 5 to 10. doesn't matter. I think he's going to do it all. I love the that. only thing that I could heard is maybe it being a blowout, but I think the Colts should keep it competitive. It'll be close. Yeah, so. Do you know what's crazy? When I checked his line earlier this week, or I, I might have saw it on Twitter, his receptions was two and a half. I saw that too, and I, it's way too I couldn't find it anywhere. That's why I didn't have that as my official is bet. Over under two and a half? Yeah, that, it's, that's, that's way too I low. Couldn't find, I couldn't find it anywhere after I saw it. On Ooh, I'm going to need yeah, I'm gonna need <laughs> to find that. Uh, one more standout I got for you. Jamar Chase, I mean, he's... On a pretty ridiculous touchdown rate right now. I think he has 11 catches on the season and five touchdowns. So that's unbelievable. <laughs> you think he keeps it up? <laughs> I think he's going to score tonight against the Jaguars. I do. But this pace he's on with touchdowns and receptions, it's it's unbelievable. Like, he's not catching many passes. He's not even really getting targeted that much. But he's scoring a lot of touchdowns. And I think he's going to do it again this week against the Jags. He's really all Burroughs got. T. Higgins is out again on a short week. You know, he just, I watch him play, and he gives me glimpses of that elite wide receiver. Oh, what's his name? What's his Brandon Cooks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I see Brandon Cooks in this kid, and I absolutely love it. Uh, I love his future. All right, let's get to our week four predictions. First game, we have Stu Finer, my team, 0-3, a big steamer. 0-3 <laughs> against the sexy troop lover, Noah, who is 2-1. Going to be honest, I'm going to lose this week. No surprises. But I did make some moves this week. We made some moves. We got the GOAT, Tom Brady, Brady. I'm sorry if I ever questioned your cheating. All you have to know is if you put up four or five touchdowns against Noah this week, I'll never question any of the scandals ever again. You're the GOAT. Also have that stack with Gronk, so I'm really hoping that pays off. But I still think I'm going to lose to Noah this week. He's, he's got a pretty damn good team, and I'm not going to lie. Cooper Cup scares me. Can you imagine that revenge game if him and Gronk start hooking up? Oh, yeah. They'd be getting revenge against the Patriots and then a Patriots fan. Yes. I think, honestly, I think this is all the stars aligning. I got to side with you here. I can't bet against fate. And that's what we're looking at here, folks. It's just too much of a storybook. It's like a a story. story. Yeah. And you look at other guys on your teams, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, these guys are due. They're due for a huge game. You know, I think Mixon will do all right for Noah. I think Herbert will do all right. Kamaro, he's kind of due for a big game. I think something gets shut down low-key. I got to take you here by 10, though, Joe. I think you score 160 this week. Jonathan Taylor is more due than we were due when we won the 50-50 raffle of the Phillies. Oh, so he's a lock. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 he's due. Uh, I think this is going to be a much closer game than I think many would suggest. I think Noah might squeak out this game. I think Mixon and Kamara are going to carry him this week. I think the, Gi- the Giants suck. The Jags suck. I think 
the Saints and the Bengals are just going to run it down their throats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, Cooper Cup has to stop scoring eventually. He's I mean, due for I'm aggression. He is due for aggression. I think he has to stop scoring. I think Corlin Sutton might have a kind of a duck, but he could also get in the end zone. I don't think he scored this year, so he might be due. Oof, I don't like that. Uh, he might be due. I don't think he scored this year, but uh, we'll see. Depending on. Yeah, I'm projected to lose by 15 as for right now, so we'll yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, his running backs definitely scare me. But our next matchup is going to be Jared versus El Tractor Cito, Jake's te- Jake McGrath's team here. Jared rolling out Kyler Murray. You predicted him to win earlier this week, or I guess pull off an upset against the Rams. I like Kyler here. I like Najee against the Packers. Although I think, <clears throat> although I do think the Packers will take that one. Jared's receivers. I don't know how much longer he can keep it up before he figures something out there. I made him a couple offers, but I guess he's content at receiver. I Like I said earlier, Derrick Henry scoring 30 for Jake. Josh Allen against Houston. Josh Allen is the king of... Now, this... Not really hating on him, but this is just a fact. The guy's the king of scoring garbage time points. That doesn't mean he's not scoring in regular time, because he is. But he's the king of staying in the game until he's up 42-7. to seven. Like, literally, it'll be the fourth quarter. It <laughs> it'll be the fourth quarter. He's up by four touchdowns. He's like, nah, one more touchdown, coach. So Josh Allen's going to score 30. I like McGrath to upset Jared this week. Actually, Jake is favorite, and he obviously has Devontae Adams. Derek Henry and Josh Allen are going to carry this week. Jake over Jared. Yeah, you know, I can see how Jake can fool people with his team, how people can think, oh, this guy's got good players. Let me tell you, he hasn't won a game. These players are garbage, all right? Those are facts. I'm sorry if my facts offend you. You're starting Elijah Mitchell at RB2. You're starting Naheem Hines at your flex. Brother, you got to figure it out. That's not a recipe for winning. You need to consolidate your team and start chipping out players so you can get more players in because you can't win like this, brother. You're boomer bust, and you've been busting, let me tell you. I think Jared beats you by 25 this week. Lockett for 20, Gibson for 20, uh, Najee for 20. Give me Kyler for 40. Give me Kyler for 40 Whoa. right now. He's, he's passing for 400 yards. Yeah, good, good card. Yeah, I offer, I'm pretty sure we all have offered Jake a couple two-for-ones for Devontae. He needs to do a two-for-one with someone because he needs depth. Like, he needs to figure it out somewhere in there. Even a quarterback. His best his best option would probably be to downgrade a quarterback. And at least get a receiver so that you can at least bump Hines or Mitchell out of his lineup. But... Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think I have to slightly pick, favor Jared again, too. I think the projections just seem a little off. Jake has those studs. Thielen is another one of those guys that is just due for aggression. Coming into the season, he was due for aggression. I think his touchdown, like, he had, like, some, like, stupid amount of red zone targets and, like, 90% of them were touchdowns or something like that. He scored that. 15 touchdowns last year, I yeah. think. Yeah, like, it's just absurd. And Jared, I think I think his running backs are going to carry him this week. I think Lockett, coming off the injury, might lack. But Corey Davis, we love a revenge game. I think Corey Davis will have a good game, especially since they're passing the whole time. I mean, you have to just – I've just been a Zach Wilson truther, and he just has to fucking – one of these rookie quarterbacks has to figure it out. None of them have beaten a non-rookie quarterback this year. First-round quarterbacks have not won. Someone's got to do it. A game. Yeah. I mean, I don't think That's it'll be them against the Titans. But. I'm nervous about picking them in Survivor, let me say uh, this. I'm nervous about the Titans in Survivor. I might change my pick. I think I went with the Bengals, but I forgot it's a Trevor Lawrence revenge game from, Ooh, from college. Yeah. College. That's big. So, like, it's a Burrow versus Lawrence. I don't know. Sneaky one. Mm. Our next game is the Illuminati. Josh Greco versus WFKW's team here. Josh still – he made a move to acquire Jamar Chase from me this week. He is throwing him in the starting lineup. Love to see that. Josh's receiving core is real solid with Justin Jefferson, Jamar, and DK. And then, obviously, W has the 
quantity over quality team where he just has about seven to eight fourth rounders all, all over his roster. I like Josh here with the Mahomes and Kelsey stack against Philadelphia this week. Oh my God, the the, the ceiling, the sky's the limit for Josh this week. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, just that stack alone, I think, is going for 60. I mean, just how can you bet against this team? I don't think this team gets their first loss until they play the Amish, whenever that is. I mean, let's just be frank. We're all thinking it. You know, I think Josh just blows W out of the water, unfortunately. As much as I love you, Dubs, I think he's going to blow you out of the water by 28 here. Um, one change I would like to see, maybe Chubba Hubba over Henderson. That's really my only recommendation I would make. Absolutely love the Carolina defense. And W, you got to figure out what's going on with Robert Woods because he's not producing, brother. Yeah, it's like I said last week. Would have been nice to know Matt Safford <laughs> and Cooper Cup were eating breakfast every morning at training camp. Would have been nice. They to were know. sharing Mickey waffles at Disney World. Would have been nice to know. Uh, I'm gonna lean W, I think, which is kind of hard to say because I think he could be stuck with someone very bad in his flex because Josh Jacobs might not play Monday night, especially if he waits and then he gets ruled out late. He might be in some trouble there. Yeah. But uh, Julio's not going to play this week, all those. So he might have some trouble in his flex. But I think Josh, I mean, Josh's team is obviously good top to bottom. But I don't know. I just got a feeling W got a little upset coming. I think Montgomery and Swift are going to dominate that game. I think it's going to be run heavy both those games. I love Swift. Um, Montgomery's good. I don't know who they're starting at quarterback. I don't know if they've announced anyone. I don't think it matters. Yeah, it doesn't. It just yeah, doesn't matter. It doesn't affect Montgomery really. But yeah, I think W will pull a quick one. I think Kittle just has to score this week. It's got. It's got to be. He has coming. to score this week. He's really just been run. I mean, he's been run blocking his ass off all season. Like if you if you see some of the tape, he's been run blocking his ass off. But he's got to score soon. Uh, our next game is Connor McDermott here versus the Amish Mafia. Connor. Hit with the McCaffrey injury bug for a couple weeks here. So he's going to be rolling out, uh, looks like Chase Edmonds as his RB2. And obviously against the Amish here, who have a far superior team on paper. I love DJ Moore here for Ben. Maybe not in this matchup against Dallas, where it's like kind of like a prove-it game for both defenses against good offenses. But obviously Chubby Chubb, Dalvin Cook. I like Ben's roster a lot more here. Although Connor obviously has, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the bad man, could drop 40 anytime he wants. But give me Ben this week, just top to bottom. The roster is better, tight end better. I'll, I'll take Hawkinson over Thomas. The running backs, I mean, Clyde and Chase versus Dalvin and Chubb. It's not a, there's no debate here. You know, I think it should be absolutely criminal what Connor has done this season. Joe, he scored two more points than you, complete opposite records. How do we let this kid get away with it every year? I deserve to be 3-0 much more than him. because 100%. He did no draft research. He just goes with the flow every year. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. I mean, it's absolutely criminal. He's going to be 3-1 after this week, after the Amish give him the good old beatdown. I think Dak's going for 30, Cook's going for 30, Chubb 20, DJ 20, Cook's 20. I think we score 200 this week, if I'm being honest. Oh, if I'm being honest, okay. I think we score 200. I like it. I'm going to have to go with Connor here. I think Ben got a – Ben's win last week has a little asterisk next to it, in my opinion. I got pod, I got pod – pod pressured. It's sit cream on it. It okay. cost me. It cost me. I got pod pressured. But uh, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I just – I don't know. I got a good feeling about him this week. I think okay. no matter – all of his troubles, the Chiefs just keep throwing him I out mean, there. I mean, they're going to find the end zone multiple he, times he, against the he Eagles fumbles, this week. So. I mean, he fumbles us about every game, and I don't think it affects any of his snaps. No. He just no, stays no. out there. I think Chase Edmonds will catch at least five balls this week. I think the Cardinals will need to keep up with the Rams, hopefully. And I think the Bama boys will put up some 
points. I think Calvin Ridley is also due for a touchdown. I believe he's been doing. All, he's doing doing pretty good. I think um, he scored against the Bucks. Yeah. No, yeah. Not due for a touchdown, but I mean he's, he could still be due. But I think the Bama boys will be good. The flex is just very weak. But uh, I might change my pick. Actually, no. I'll go ahead, change Con- it. We'll I'll allow stay it. with Connor. I'll stay with Connor. I'll okay. have faith in him. I think. <laughs> Well, has some of these lower guys, I think, will have breakout. Okay. Even though you got pod pressured last week, it's nice to know you're a loyal listener of the podcast. So. <laughs> you made the right decision. Uh, ben, even though I know you mentioned Connor has two more points than me, before I traded a couple receivers this week, I just checked. I had uh, four scoring receivers higher than his number one receiver. Oh, my so. God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous what this kid gets away with. Yeah, it really is. And let's get on to our last matchup here, the Costco crew, Jake Braskowski. Versus Team Crow here at Martin. Are you ever going to find a team and team name other than Team Crow? I was I was thinking like all my players' names like are words, and I just my creativity is lacking a little bit. Like we got like just look something up. Like, what's no, a, like, what's an Eckler? Like no, but like except like you got Diggs, Pitts, Hunt, like Hurts, Team Dictionary. You got Bark. You got Butt. I mean, I don't know. It's like a, Figure it out, dude. I mean, I mean a little saying. It's just like, it's like... A Put a hyphen in Butker. <laughs> yeah, like, well, it's Butt. I mean, Butker is not a word, but Butt is. Like. Figure it out. So we got uh, Jake trading off Zeke Elliott for CD and Chris Carson this week. They don't have the best matchups, but this will definitely help to get him some depth because Mike Evans was not doing it for him in his starting lineup. I do like Debo Samuel in his flex. However, I think I'm going to go with Martin this week just based off of Jake's matchups. However, I do like Miles Sanders this week because there is a ton of pressure on Nick Sirianni to get him the ball after what happened last Monday night. So Miles Sanders is definitely going to have a good game this week. Would definitely probably take his over carries prop, whatever it is. I think it was 12 and a half. There's going to be such an emphasis on getting him touches this week. He is definitely going to exceed that. Love him this week. But I like Martin's team. I think Saquon's slowly but surely starting to get back. They're starting to get him more touches. The Giants are starting to suck a little less, even though they're 0-3. And Austin Eckler gets like 20 uh, targets a game out of the backfield. So Martin's receiver is solid here. Diggs McLaurin. Give me Marty this week. Martin, look me in my eyes right now. Do you deserve to win this game? Yes. I'm going with Jake. I didn't believe that. Folks, ah. if you saw the look on his face... It was shock. It was it was surprise. I'm go- I got to go with Jake. I can't believe that look. You know, I, I look at Carson. I think Carson goes for a hundred. Uh, I, I look at Hill. I think Hill scores thirty. I think Lamb. I think Lamb will score fifteen. We'll keep the expectations tempered. Ooh, Hill However, is gonna sc- Hill is definitely gonna score. Yeah, 30. Well, he's running all over that defense. <laughs> yeah, give me hate me for twenty five too. I think uh, Jake outscores uh, Martin by thirty eight here. All right, I'm gonna have to back myself here. I mean, just looking at the roster, I'm not. I don't normally like to like just. Say I'm going to dominate, but like I think I might dominate this week. My team, my team has been on the like the back the backtrack a little bit. I think we're due for one of those 140, 150 weeks. I think I might be. I might every single position. I might outscore Jake at. I think this could get ugly. You scared of Tyreek Hill a little bit? No, Tyreek Hill is the only one I would say. But I think if we're talking about people that are due, I think it's Stephon Diggs. I think he's been about seventy yards every week. I think he's due for one twenty in the score. I think McLaurin. I mean the Falcons. I think the three of us could probably put up at least a score against the Falcons. <laughs> we could do something. Yeah. The Falcons defense can't guard anybody. Pitt, uh, Pitts is due. I mean, there's they so many people he that He has not due. began targets. It's, it's crazy. They just drafted him for fucking fun. They took fun. him fourth overall <laughs> for fun. And it, like, he's off the field in the red zone. Like, they take him off the field. I don't know. Who, who's, in, who's it? Arthur Smith? I need, I need the drugs Arthur Smith is on. I need the drugs I Arthur need Smith is on. 
Martin taking himself this week. So that's all we got for you guys this week. Be sure to follow the league Twitter page at the league KOP.